want to do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. We don't want to scare anybody. Welcome to Acting on the Run, the podcast. Episode 18, finally. Whew. I'm so glad everybody's here. I appreciate all the first-time listeners for tuning in. Please subscribe to the podcast. Please leave a rating if you can. The podcast can be found on anywhere podcast can be found. And today, we're coming to you not only through audio, but we're also giving you visual as well. So you can find the visual on YouTube under Acting on the Run. So please, please, please support the podcast. I really appreciate it. Today, episode 18, we have a special guest in the building. Um, I don't do a lot of, um, of interviews on the podcast, but I do find it that it is a whole lot better to, you know, hear some information from someone else sometimes other than just me and also to get a back, you know, to get uh, introduced to new people. That's what we're doing on the podcast today. So let me introduce... This young man who I have sitting with me here today. This young man here is a creative, multi-talented, soulful, intuitive, humble. And when I say humble, this is the type of dude who um, his his voice, man, is just amazing. Um, if I had his voice, you can tell me nothing. But, you know... Uh, Real type of dude that I look you in the eye and talk to you. You know he giving you, you know, his truth. Um, a well-rounded individual, athletic, charismatic, lyrical. You got to listen to the music. Um, this man can sing, rap, and might even steal your girl. Um, let's give it up one time. Let's give it up one time for G Peoples. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome to the podcast, man. That's quite the intro right there. Oh, oh, yeah, man. I'm honored, dog. Had to give it to you. Had to give it to you. I'm honored, bro, for real. But, um, okay, so let's start at the beginning. Um, Did you grow up in Dallas or? Yeah, yeah. I I grew up in Dallas. Uh, I was raised or I was born in Florida, Pensacola, Florida. Shout out to anybody who uh, knows where that is. (laughs) And was raised in Dallas, kind of all over. Stayed in San Antonio for a little bit, moved to McKinney, um, kind of grew up in McKinney, went over to Frisco, um, went to high school out in Little Elm. And, then, and all of those are places in Texas? Yeah, all okay, those are okay. places in Texas. Yeah, it's like it's like North Dallas. Okay. Um, Dallas is like, what, 30 minutes away from all these, these places. Um, so yeah, yeah, raised in Little Elm. Um, when I raised, went to high school in Little Elm. And then, uh, you know, I was in Richardson. My mom lived in Richardson a lot. Um, Allen, like, Preston, you know, all through, like, Aubrey, Prosper. Like, you know, I've been everywhere in, in that Collin County area all across um, North Texas. So, yeah. So, be, be here. I grew up partially in the yeah. South. So, yeah. like, and then uh, because I was born in Miami. Yeah. But then immediately after I was born... I moved to Detroit with my mom, mm-hmm. and then around about six or seven, I moved back to Florida, mm-hmm. well, me and my mom, with my father, mm-hmm. 
And so um, growing up in the South, man, um, for me personally, it was different um, versus being in Detroit because I started off in Detroit and then went to Miami. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it was just so different, man. Do you notice anything, you know, because you moved around a little bit. Mm -hmm. Do you notice anything different about um, growing up in the South versus like your experiences out here um, in Los Angeles? Oh, man. Yeah, definitely. This is like. It's a whole nother culture out here, a whole nother world, really. Um, just because just growing up in the South, it's like, yeah, different things, you know, different things are a priority, you know, the weather isn't always the same either, like it's different weather all around. So it becomes a whole nother way of life. Um, even when it comes to like just being raised differently, like I got friends out here that'll call like maybe a kitchen utensil something completely different than what I used to call it, you know. Um, even when it comes to the food, like the foods can, can be completely different compared to like the way I was uh, raised and what I grew up on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just all around different cultures. I can't even think of a, of a good example right now. Um, yeah, yeah, but just really just like food definitely stood out to me because like... Who was never, your favorite? I never realized how southern countries or i said southern countries southern states like especially in texas you know we got barbecue we got like all that kind of soul food things like that mm-hmm. you know and it's like good if you i have, heard the like, texas barbecue is is the best you know yeah. they say is they say everything is bigger in texas so i assume yeah. the barbecue is too yeah and i never realized that shit until i moved here and then i was like yo like <laughs> where's all the barbecue places at there's none you know and then even just uh the home style southern cooking like you can find restaurants like that in Texas who like that Southern style, you know, and then you got the family who kind of grew up on that Southern style, you know, and which makes it good. They'll make some greens that smack, you know, mashed potatoes, hella good, you know. But then you come out here and, like, no one has a Southern style of cooking, <laughs> like, you know, at all. Everyone's got... Or this is real hard to find. Yeah, you probably go, exactly. Probably got to go to the hood to find yeah, it. Yeah, and it's like everyone... Um, here, I know this is, it's just a lot more different cultures, you know what I'm saying, all in one place. So you have a whole bunch of different styles of foods, a whole, a whole bunch of different styles of restaurants, you know, from all over, different types of cuisines, um, from, like, Indian food to, like, What's your favorite? Food. Shit. I don't even know. Because, I mean, I could say seafood, but I grew up on seafood, you know, being in Florida and sure, Southern sure, States, sure. you know. Um I gotta say, do you eat shellfish, bro? Yeah, which yeah, hell yeah. All um, all types of shellfish, or do you? All types, all types. Okay, all types see me, I stick to one thing. Yeah. I eat mussels. Yeah, I don't eat clams. Yeah, um, I know there's other shellfish, but yeah. mussels and clams first pops in my head. I love mussels. Though. <laughs> yeah, love mussels, mussels are good. Mussels bro. Slap. are so good. Mussels but yeah, slap. and like um, you're not here. I don't know. I don't know if I got a favorite. I think um, my homie took me around. LA whenever I first moved here and he would start showing me all his favorite Indian spots and uh, that grew on me a lot because I was never a huge fan of like Indian food yeah but then I started just going places with him he was having me try all sorts of shit and I was like yo this shit is so good I can't stop eating it so I just kept on going down the street it's funny you mentioned Indian Um, have you ever been to a place called um, uh, Curry in a Hurry no Bro, it's so good. No, so good. So good. That's, yeah, that's funny as fuck. It's right off of um, off Pico yeah. and Pico and um, Pico and like Venice. Oh, okay. It's like right. right over, so right over in that area. Yeah, it's not far at all. It's not far at all. Oh, damn. Mad good. Okay, okay. Mad good. I went there when they first opened mm-hmm. um, earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Man, 
So good. So yeah. good. But um, let me ask you. Yeah. Um, what what artists inspired you to record music? Man. Um, or the. You know, if it was multiple artists, like yeah, I mean, where'd you get yours from? I've always loved music. It's, it's been multiple artists because I have such a like versatile style. I can listen to pretty much anything and and be in love with it. You know, um, but who really started it? Um, I don't know if it was just one person. I think I just always, like I said, like the art, like the craft. Uh, I just never imagined doing it myself. Um, and then once I started doing it, I started realizing like all the different sounds that would come out of music, you know, from acoustic, from electric guitar, from like pop culture, from hip hop, from hardcore rap to trap music, you know, like all these different things to reggae, you know? So I started kind of just experimenting with all these different sounds and I and I realized at the time whenever I started how much like, I felt like women were overlooked in the industry. Um, and so I started listening to a lot of like female R&B artists and mm-hmm. I started hearing all like, really the wisdom that was in their words, you know, and things like that. Um, I was a big fan of, like, Alina Baraz whenever she first was, like, coming up. Um, and then whenever I really started developing my lyricism, my rap, you know, I've always been a fan of Drake, J. Cole, Kendrick, you know. Um, I've seen Drake's come up. I've seen J. Cole's come up. You know, I've seen Max's come up. Um, seen Wiz's come up, too, you know. And uh, even Russ. Russ was a big inspiration for me just because his style of doing it all on his own, you know what I'm saying? Um, so that was a big influence there. But initially, whenever I started, mm-hmm. um, I just kept getting things like, oh, you got a similar style to Mac, you know, like things like that. So I kind of like was always drawn to that. I've, I've always been a fan of Post Malone because he's coming out of Texas, you know. Um, and so I kind of always like listen to those two. And then even just Wiz, like I loved Wiz's flow. Like I loved his flow uh, growing up. And then even I listened to a lot of ASAP Rocky and all of like, New York underground uh, rap. Whenever mm-hmm. that was first coming into the scene, you got like Joey Badass, you got Pro Era, you know, you got that whole Beast Coast. Whenever uh, Flatbush Zombies, Underachievers, like I grew up listening to that. Even though I was in Texas, like I really grew accustomed to that because I loved the lyricism, I mm-hmm. loved the flow, I love how they would rap hard over the beats, but then they'll also talk about spiritual shit, and that shit really hit hard. I was like, damn, like they're talking about spiritual shit and psychedelics, like. Mixed in with the rap, I never heard of that stuff, you know? Kind of like a rest of development. Yeah, exactly. So I was just started, like, really tuning into that. But then whenever I really started making music, I was just, like, really picking from everything, you know? I loved the hardcore rap shit. I loved that shit. So, like, I kind of just started doing that and really just d- developing my lyricism through my poetry. And then it's really whenever I was just kind of doing it just for fun for a moment. And then... Um, I remember uh, XXX got killed, and I was, like, really becoming a fan of his at the time. And then he died, and I was like, yo, shit, like, damn, that's crazy, you know? Why, like, why die as soon as I start, like, really trying to, like, tune in the music, you know? And really start you, tuning in his music, you know? Not to cut you off, but yeah. you know who I feel like that about? Yeah. Bernie Mac. Yeah. I know that Bernie Mac's not a, not a, yeah, yeah. Not, not, not a musician. Um, right. Maybe he did put out music. I never actually looked to see if he put out music, because I know that he enjoy music, but I don't know if he put out music, yeah. but for the longest time, I had always wanted to go and see Bernie Mac, yeah. because, you know, acting, comedy, yeah. you know, um, yeah. music, I enjoy all yeah. of that, yeah. and so, as soon as I turned 18, I think it was like the year I turned 18, or the year before that, he died, Yeah, and I never got to see him in person, Damn. that was the one guy who I always wanted to see in person, because, yeah, exactly. like, coming up, 
he was the one who I looked to who like because me um and you know and my pops and everything mm-hmm. we didn't really have like an open uh like an open flow of conversation yeah so you know I will I will watch things mm-hmm. and I will look up to people yeah and Every time I would watch Bernie Mac, I could really connect to, like, the yeah. jokes he would say. Yeah. And, like, even on his TV show, like, you know, all those situations, like, I could really yeah, connect real. to. Yeah. And so, like, I really kind of, you know, in a way, looked up to him. And a lot of times when I perform, yeah, like, he'll be one of the, one of the artists that I draw from. So, right, you know, right. when, I'm, when I'm performing, like, right. some things that he might have said or done sometimes... Yeah. I try to draw from that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. but musically though. Yeah. The first music artist that that got me. Yeah. Was Lil Wayne. Yeah. I remember right. Youngster. Well, I'm talking about the, the Block Is Hot CD. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was given that CD by my stepsister. Yeah. And man, I carried that CD in my pocket. Yeah. Case and all. Yeah. Carried the whole thing in my pocket <laughs> everywhere I went. Cause mind you, oh, this is shit. before like. In, well, I think like MP3 players were just coming out, but everybody usually knew. had like a yeah, CD. Exactly, you never knew. Whenever you're gonna have to pop it out, and put it in. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. That's know. what I'm saying. So I, I would know. keep that in my pocket. Yeah. And I remember just one time I went up to Detroit uh, to uh, visit my mom's, mm-hmm. and I, of course, I had it in my pocket. I went over by my aunt's house or something, mm-hmm. sat down, and the whole and the thing broke. Man, oh, I was so no. hurt. Oh shit! I was so Yo, hurt. Yeah, but Wayne is so like. The one of the craziest lyricists, and I remember going back and actually looking at his lyrics. So I seen how Drake came up really just under his influence, and then I started noticing Drake's lyrics and his flow. So then I went and like I was studying these artists, you know, how they fucking do this shit, how they being the greatest, you know, even yeah. all like Eminem, Jay Z, stuff like that. I go and, and look at their, to too. yeah, and I go and look at their lyrics, and I go and look at their flow, and I look at their cadences. And I seen how crazy this little Wayne was from one going on to next bar, going to next bar, and then making it all tie together in some like weird and, ass metaphor. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? And then doing it so young too, <laughs> yeah, because like, yeah, sometimes I forget like how young Wayne was. Exactly, exactly. I think Block is hot. How old was Wayne? Like, what, like 15, yeah, 16? Yeah, like 15, 16. And that's the same with like Joey Badass. He was just coming up for freestyle on this shit, like on the streets and shit, and like. He was so young, but the shit that he was talking about in his flow with, I'm like, yo, this shit is crazy, you know? And so then once, like, I really even, once I really started developing my lyricism, my flow like that, Mm -hmm. I really, really felt, like, connected with Mac and, like, the stuff that he was talking about at the time, my music, whenever it was coming out. Because I I felt very, like, kind of touched with it, like, when it came to, like, the drugs and stuff like that. Like, I love doing drugs, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right, right. It was, it was Everybody like, does. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, I was I was doing the drugs, and then I was finding, like, an escape in them, and I just hearing that in his songs, and then kind of how he tied it in with his life, and then also had such a, like, positive influence with lifestyle. It wasn't like he was doing drugs and thinking badly about himself. He was, like, doing them and then talking about the fun side of it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then, like, living life at the same time and having fun, you know? And so, like, I really connected with that even as I started making music. And then there was one day I was just in the studio, and um, there's this beat playing. I was like, yo, like, I just hear, like, Mac Miller over this beat. And I was like, yo, I feel like, for real, I'm going to be able to make a song with him one day. And um, I remember telling you this over the weekend. Like, I was just, I was at this my 95 job at the time, and I was talking to my coworker right across the desk just like this. And I was like, yo, like. I think Mac Miller's going to, like, I'm a, in the future, I can see me featuring with him. And I feel like it's really going to happen, you know? And I was like, yo, it's, it's weird to actually feel that, you know? But, like, I feel like it's really going to happen. 
speaking. that could be something too you yeah. know uh that that could still happen because yeah. it's like you know mac is gone from you know from this world but right right oh know, yeah um absolutely plan on sam after we passed on to this exactly. you know after we leave this world you know Ain't no telling right. what our next, you know, our next destination will be. So exactly. honestly, hey, that, that yeah. opportunity could still come. Yeah, and I honestly plan on sampling a lot of his songs soon, like very soon. Um, but as soon as I said that, like two days later, this man died, and I was so heartbroken. I was like, yeah, there's no way this man just died. No way. Uh, I didn't want to believe it. Um, because my brother, like, sent me a screenshot. He's like, bro, you good? And I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, this ain't real. I was like, there ain't no way. And then that shit died. I was like, yo, how the fuck that died right, right, but how the fuck he died right after I said that, you know? And so that shit blew my mind. And so Mac then, was special. Exactly. And Mac was special. That's whenever I was like, all right, you know what? I feel like this is like a pass of the torch. I feel like I just need to do this right now, you know? And I just, I took music seriously and I just started really grinding in it and really started studying like really lyricists and then just songwriting because I wanted to be such a good songwriter, you know? So I started looking back on like, all these hit songs and like the structure of the song took like a little songwriting course. I mean, I didn't fully finish it cause mm-hmm. I felt like I was getting it down already during the time, but I, I had started it and it was basically telling me that it was like an extra confirmation for the shit that I was already learning on my own, you know? Correct. And correct. so then I was like, fuck it. I was like, now, now it's time for me to like put it all into this, you know? And, um, I really took all my poetry at the time and turned into music. And ever since then, like, Mac, really, Wiz, J. Cole, Post Malone, Drake, like, all these artists, you know, Lil Wayne, like, all these artists just have um, contributed to everything that I put out. All of New York underground rap, all of, like, East Coast. Um, Being was, in Texas, though, yeah. you never got into, like, like that vibe with the, um, with the, um, with the Chaplin screw, like, how, oh, like, yeah. Thug oh, yeah. and, Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Mike Jones, then yeah, but it was, um, Paul Wall, like that sound. So yeah, absolutely, and I love that sound too. But it was more of a thing like I always grew up around it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I always heard it. Yeah. So hearing something new, I was like, well, like you know, I've never heard outside of this sound. Did you, you know ever do a Chaplin Screw record? No, no. There was um, there was one song that like I, I put out that me and my friend were playing with, and yeah. we like turned it into a Chaplin Screw. But I never even like I never even like put it out. But um, but yeah, I, I want to. I really do want to. Uh, so in the future, for sure. But for now, I'm just really just creating, seeing what comes of it. That's all we can do. Yeah. Um, I want to uh, get in a little bit um to your music. Um, yeah. man, I was going through your uh, discography, and man, um, I I know I told you this the other day, but man, it wasn't one track yeah, yeah. out of out of the three albums and then like it was some singles but like not one track where i was like uh you know this is whack like it yeah. every track was good I appreciate um that, you know i started just writing down like all the tracks i like and yeah. man too many but i want to start off well um uh, first let me start off with high um yeah high is dope <laughs> high yeah. is dope as yeah. fuck um uh, I hope I can hop on a remix whenever yeah, that time comes. Sure, yeah. High is dope as fuck, man. Um, and you got over twenty seven thousand um, listens yeah. on Spotify alone. Yeah. You know, um, how does that feel, bro? To know that like your music is really out there. Yo, it it felt good, you know. And I still even think like yo, that that number is going to triple, you know, double, quadruple, you know, by the time I'm done with music. You know what I'm saying? Um, by the time my career is finished, that shit's gonna be one of the top ones. And it, it feels good, and it's crazy. How'd you come up with that? Um, 
Honestly, yo, I was just, I heard the beat, and it was from a, a beat maker that I uh, really, I used his beats, like, for a lot of songs, okay. even whenever I first started, you know, and so I heard that, and I, I wrote the song, and it's funny, because I wasn't even going to put it out. Really? Um, I wrote the song, yeah, and I didn't really know how I wanted it to sound, you know, and so then, um, as I was, I was recording it, this was at a time whenever I was really working on my vocals, you know, to really be able to sing that, you know? And I was singing it, and it, I was just like, mm, you know, and, like, the flow was good, you know. And the verses, like, I was like, yo, this flow is crazy. Like, I, I love that flow. But then whenever it came to the chorus, I remember making it. Yeah. And I was like, man, I don't, I don't like how that sounds. I don't like how that came out. I don't know. And so then it really, course, like. That's the part we talk about, oh, I'm high up. Yeah, that's yeah, part, right? yeah, exactly. And so then I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know how that's going to sound. And so then I really sat on that song for a good three months before and like I, I was like you know we made it we we recorded and everything and then I just kind of left it as a draft like we didn't touch it and I was making um this whole album that I released in August called uh um Change in Season mm-hmm. and so whenever I was really making all these songs and like really preparing for whenever I leave for LA that was the first had, album right Change of the Season uh no the first album was was Wherever I may go, like wherever back. I might go, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was that was 2019, 2019 right? Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and so the change in season was uh, just a, a list of songs to really experiment with. You know, like as you can hear, like I kind of went with some pop in there, a little bit R and B, and then I also went to implement some flow, but like a little bit alternative with poetry. You know what I'm saying? So like, that was that one. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah okay. exactly. So then I really like. Um, as I was just kind of going through all these songs and we were kind of bouncing back and forth with all these different songs that I have written because I've always been a writer. I just not stop writing, you know, so I had all these songs you can that tell. I to record. Yeah. You can tell. Yeah, thank you, bro. And so I just kept on going. And then once we kind of finished the rest of the songs, I was like, all right, let's 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 go back to, to high and, like, think about this, you know? And then, like, months later, like, played it, and I was like, yo, yo, this shit is fucking, it was giving me chills as I was listening to it. I was like, yo, that's how I felt when I heard hard. it. Yeah. Anybody out there, you can stop right now. Hop on Apple Music, Spotify. Look up High by G Peoples. I'm telling you. Yep. You'll yep. save it to your playlist yep. immediately. And that's actually going to be the, uh, the next music video I work on this summer. Is, um, that I'm going to talk to a couple videographers. So we want to make this music video with this shit, you know, because everyone that I've even met out here, that's really what made, made me... Um, feel like it was okay to move out here because mm-hmm. once I got so much recognition and like I started like getting a little um little touch of like people reaching out to me from some labels like hey I heard your song like this is good you know like da, 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 what are you doing like asking about more information I was like oh that's like, what you want yeah I was like that's hmm. what you want you know and it wasn't like they were like asking just so they could sign me because they were like hey you got to promote yourself and I never really was making music just to promote it for it to blow up it was more mm-hmm. of like a me thing you know what i'm saying like they're very therapeutic yeah even though i wanted people to hear it i feel that it same was way. just it was just therapeutic I you know same way. um so i was like you know the music gonna take care of itself i don't need to promote it you know and little do i know like the world's completely changed it's not like that no more you gotta promote it because there's so much out there you know but beforehand i was just like you know just i, mean, I don't just, mean to cut you up yeah. but i want to ask you about that yeah i'm glad you i'm glad you brought that up yeah um with promotion because I have a kind of, some people may think it's a strange outlook, mm-hmm. but um, right now I'm not on Instagram, I'm not on Twitter, right. I'm not on Facebook. Um, only thing 
social media wise that I use is YouTube. Right. And I usually just post my um my podcast up there yeah. and I'll throw, you know, a little bit of music up there. Yeah. Um but as far as social media, yeah. um I made a decision to get off of social media mm-hmm. because of how I felt personally mm-hmm. about um social media right. and um how much of my uh thoughts and attention yeah. that my Instagram was getting and it just became really overwhelming mm-hmm. for me uh, mm-hmm. because I was trying to keep up. It's like you have an outlook of of the image that you're working towards, right? Mm-hmm. As an artist, um, as a person, yeah. uh, you have the image of, okay, this is what I want to do. This is, you know, what I want to be. You know, I want to, you know, look like this. I want to, uh, and yeah. Yeah. Instagram, man, was really, it was just, it, it was making me a lot more, critical yeah, of myself and yeah. it took me away from respecting the process of yeah. it and you know really that's learning the craft and you know being okay with making mistakes exactly um yeah. so i've kind of stayed away from um from social media yeah but you know as far as with promotion do you think that i'm looking at that wrong because um for me it was just the way that social media made me feel yeah because you know i was always looking for you know yeah. um acceptance or right or um looking for a like or like you know yeah. I, I will you know look to see okay does somebody um dm me yeah. you know uh, after i put things out yeah. and it was just hard for me because yeah. like that that high and then to come back down yeah. and yeah. you know to constantly try to get a response from people. Exactly. Yeah. You know, got, what's your thoughts on I that? I got so much to say about that. And I was literally, me and my brother were just at um, this little cookout with, like, some friends, and we were literally having the same conversation, you know. Um, and the thing is, like, you're not wrong to feel that way because whenever social media really started taking off, like, whenever influencers first started becoming a thing, you know, it really was still in a negative sense of, like, oh, social media can have so much damage on the mind, you know, and it still can, mm-hmm. right? But now there's so many tools that can regulate that, you know? There's been so much awareness brought out about that that, like, now it's easier. Shit. All good, all good. When you say tools, though, what you mean by the tools? Like, there's just, there's so many, um, like, like, for instance, Instagram, right? Yeah. Like, before they didn't have a thing where it was like a timer to set yourself up to like hey you've been on instagram for like an hour log off you know what i'm saying like now you can go on instagram and set literally like okay if i'm on here longer than 30 minutes yeah. then the thing will pop up on there and remind you hey to go ahead and you've been on here for a while let's go ahead and log off you know okay. so some shit like that you know but like the thing is it's a very superficial thing you know you can make yourself look however you want to look and the time period where we started seeing instagram have that change we were very conditioned into thinking like, oh, we need to look like this in order to be successful. Oh, we need to look at this person. I got to do it this way in order to be successful. Bro, and, and, and not even just look, but yeah. like, but like, even with the followers, yo, it was a time period where, you know, me, um, cousins and friends, we were all doing music and really trying to make a push, you know what yeah, I'm saying, yeah. um, in Miami. Yeah. And, um, you know, our one of our biggest things was growing Mm-hmm. Our social media, so growing our Instagram, growing our growing our Twitters, because yeah, yeah. we figure, okay, that's how we gonna gain fans right. if we could connect to them, you know, right. on the gram, on right. Twitter, and so like it was times where like the whole effort was just to like try to gain more followers, mm-hmm. gain more followers, mm-hmm. gain more followers, right. and it's like 
Yeah, that became a thing. Like exactly, it starts to ruin even on Google. Yeah, looking okay. How can I gain more followers? Exactly, exactly. That started to just ruin the craft itself because you're so focused on how do I gain followers that like the craft was taking a taking a little hit. You know what I'm saying? Because at that point, then you're not focused on the art itself no more. Then you're focused on just how do I get more people to see this? You know, which isn't a bad thing. You know, but now you got to just have that discernment of like, okay. I know I want more followers, but now I think that today social media is such in a good space now, um, and TikTok has a lot to do with it because once TikTok coming out started coming out and people just start blowing up like crazy, like left and right, left and right, left and right. Every day someone else is blowing up, right? Because their algor- algorithm is so different, people started being so much more authentic. They just started posting themselves, just doing whatever, you know, just from the iPhone, right? Mm-hmm. Instagram was very superficial in a way to where it's like, I got to have a camera set up. I got to have this. I got to look like this. I got to make sure that everything is perfectly there in order for me to even get looked at, you know what I'm saying? In order for people to want to follow me, you know? Putting together like a real production. Exactly, exactly. But TikTok changed that, you know what I'm saying? People started gravitating towards, oh, I just want someone that's living a normal life like me. No, I want someone that I can relate to. Now, Instagram's on that, where it's like you can just make a reel by putting a little thing up like that. And then from your phone, people, it don't matter. Now, Mm -hmm. the algorithm is like you got the For You page that's go crazy every single day now. You know what I mean? So now, Instagram is much more in a place to where they respect the authenticity behind people, you know? Um, Just like TikTok did. TikTok, like it gave the space for creatives to be authentically themselves mm-hmm. and people saw what they they liked and they gravitated towards it, you know? That's a fact. And then fact. it just kind of continued from there. And so, like, even before, like, I kept getting on Instagram, getting off Instagram, getting on Instagram, getting off Instagram, you know, because I was the same way. Like, I was so focused on, like, damn, man, people are hearing my music. I'm only getting certain amount of views. Like, this is stupid. You know what I'm saying? I'm wasting my time. You know, why am I doing this? My music's not even good. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Like, you start to just dog yourself because you're not getting those views, Mm -hmm. right? But the thing is, like, you just being you, and even if you just take away social media whatsoever, you're still honing in on your craft, right? You're still focusing on your craft to where once you have the opportunity that someone else, like say another major influencer come across you, like, yo, like, this dude is dope. I just met him, da-da-da. They put you on, boom. Now you ain't even got to have an Instagram. And now everyone's just listening to music. You're not even out. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I really looked at a lot of celebrities who are like, yo, they don't even have Instagram. But they still living just fine. You know That's my thing. Like, yeah. um, I don't, like, you know, like, to think back, because one of the things, and um, um, going back to Lil Wayne, one of the things that I really liked about him was that coming up, I never really knew about Wayne. Mm-hmm. I knew his music, mm-hmm. but I didn't know, like, his personal life. I didn't know, like, what he ate for breakfast, right, you know what I'm right, saying, right. type stuff. And so I've always enjoyed that. Yeah. And so once I really started to get more serious about, you know, my music, my podcast, yeah, yeah. you know, put myself out there, you know, for um, public consumption, yeah. once I got more serious with it, I really uh, missed that kind of aura of, you know, of the unknown of an artist because yeah. before social media came about the only things the only you know stuff you knew about an artist was what they put on their album exactly. or you know if they went and did um promo on like a late night show or like you know MTV yeah. or uh yeah. uh BET for that matter right. um but like you know or like news clippings right. like that's all you got yeah and so yeah. having that you know mystery of okay you know of this artist is something that I enjoyed, and yeah. so as an artist, um, I kind of want to give that to yeah another listener. Yeah, 
and you still can, you know, I'm not going to say like, I mean, you talk to most people now and you talk to labels, people that work at labels, they're going to say, you need to go to social media, you need to go to social media, right? Because that's the only place that labels look, you know what I'm saying? But the thing is, look at Russ. He wasn't doing all that. You know what I'm saying? Now he's on that stuff. Mm-hmm. But he was literally on SoundCloud just dropping a song every day. You know what I'm saying? That's what caused him to blow up. And now the world wants to know about him. Now he can get online because he has that buzz going and now everyone's going to follow him. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't necessarily need that tool like most people think. Now, it is a great way to promote. It is a great way to bring awareness to, like, stuff you got going. Yeah. But do you necessarily have to do it? I still think there's a way you don't have to do that. You know, you can still be authentically you. And say, like, I was even talking to um, a friend of mine who works at a label. And the thing is, they're looking at that stuff, you know. But the thing is, I was like, yo, so what if I'm like, I'm like I don't even have the time to be, like, making TikToks for my music and then trying to make a viral and stuff like that. So what if I just pay another, like, influencer to do a dance or some shit like that who got a lot of followers who I know can make it blow? Yeah. And he said, that's exactly what we do. And he said, all the artists that get signed, well, you take their music. Go to influencers on TikTok that we already work with, give them money, and they take the song and promote it. They promote it themselves. And then no one even knows the artist until they see that song everywhere. Yeah, Yeah, their song is everywhere now. Everyone's got to dance to it. Oh, shit, now this artist is fucking famous. You know what I'm saying? And, like, so that's the wave now, you know? Like, literally, they have ways that you can go online and pay influencers just to promote your stuff for you. You don't have to do it yourself anymore, you know? Now, it is more of a money investment. But at the same time, that that takes away the whole need in the social media factor. That's you know? a fact. That's you know a fact. Saying? And I'm glad you said that because before you said that, and I appreciate you saying that, um, I didn't have that knowledge. Yeah. You know, I I I, I kind of know that you know people are you know help to promote you know when you work with them. But as far as you know, um, sending to an influencer, I never even thought about that. Yeah. Um, I honestly I thought that all the influencers you know when like certain songs will like hit on a um everybody's doing a dance or something like that mm-hmm. i honestly i thought that that was all organic that mm-hmm. you know somebody just randomly found this song yeah did the dance and yeah. then boom there it went yeah i had no idea that it was like a back part to it where okay yeah. you know you get paid yeah, yeah. i mean it, it goes both ways like before like yeah it was like a, a and tiktok still is a great platform for music just because another influencers can find things organically like that too mm-hmm. But, yeah, there's another back way where labels are paying these people to promote these songs. You know That's good information, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You cut your hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why? Uh, yeah, I had fucking dreads in my head. My hair was thin as fuck, yo. I started fucking balding. Well, my dad's bald, too. Okay. Um, and my mom didn't want to tell me. Um, <laughs> that my dad was bald at fucking like 22 or 23 or something early. like that, early on. Okay. So, um, I mean, I always liked my hair. I always fucking grew it out and shit, did all sorts of weird shit with it. And then um, once I started kind of coming close to the 20, so I noticed it's getting a little bit thinner. You yeah. Know, and, but I still decided to get dreads anyways. And then um, once they got to a point where they were like really heavy, I started noticing how thin they were getting. I was like, oh shit. Uh, something's wrong there. Um, I was like, something's wrong there. You know, I was like, huh, I don't know. But then, um, yeah, just over the years, it kept getting more and more thin. And I was like, yeah, you know, I think I'm just cut it. So at first, I just cut the dreads off. And then I just noticed, like, oh, shit, my hair is not growing back no more. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, yeah. and so then I had to shave it. I was like, fuck it, I don't just shave it off. 
I ain't gonna lie, man. I had a similar um, a similar situation because I've always yeah. had hair. Yeah. Um, but like, like how you say, I've always tried to do um, different things with it. Yeah. So um, I actually bleached my hair for a while, oh, and you know, and it looked good at first. But the problem was was that I didn't take care of it, and so it started to fall out. Oh, and so, God. but it would fall out like in patches. And so then, like, I had patches all over my head. And so then this one day, I figured, okay, I'll just cut my hair, like, do a pair of scissors, bro, and just, like, cut my hair, like, down to where, like, where, like, the patches was. Yeah. Trying to make it even. Yeah. And it was kind of even, but it was still, like, patchy. Nah. And so then, like, I had to go to the barber shop and just have them, like, Cut that shit low. Cut it yeah. all low. Oh, no. And, like, <laughs> man, I, honestly, bro, I cry, bro. Yeah. Because, like, I've always had my hair. Like, That's I've always saying. enjoyed it. And so um, when that happened to me, I, like, it, I was like, you know what? Nah, I don't care. What nobody say? Because, like, I would go and I would see people and they'd be like, oh, you know, you, you're uh, you're losing your hair. And I'm like, no, I'm not. It's growing back. That shit. <laughs> I'm me growing too. back. Me I'm too. Back. It's growing back. I was back. like, no, nah, it's, it's going to grow. Yeah. I started trying to use everything in the world that I can. I'm on my head. I'm gonna get some some grow cream. I'm gonna get some <laughs> that uh, that grow serum and like tried all that shit. And I was like, mm, you know what? And then I started coming to a point whenever I was getting really recognized for my meditation and stuff too. I was like, you know what? I kind of like the shaved head look. It yeah. kind of make me look like a monk even more. It kind of fit. Yeah, it fit. It's like it fits the vibe. So um, I'm, like, no, I'm gonna go with it. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up your meditation because I was gonna actually. Uh, yeah. Mindfulness meditation. Yeah. What yeah. is that? Man, uh, mindfulness meditation is just really bringing awareness to the present moment. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, you know, it's presence. Literally just coming here, coming out, and continuing to be aware of the present moment, learning how to stay in the present moment, even whenever the mind continues wandering off. Um, so, like, mindful tools are like, you know, anything that you can touch. Say you're, like, lost in your head one day. Um, and you're just sitting here at the computer, say you're like working on music and you're just sewing your head overthinking, you know, you might be high, you may be thinking about the future and then you may be thinking about where you're going and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. You're just lost, lost yeah. in the sauce, right? Um, just even just like feeling your feet on the ground, you know, that brings you back to this moment type of thing, you know? Starts grounding you, you know, even grounding, rubbing, yes. rubbing your hands on the, on the desk, you're like, okay, I got texture, I'm, I'm here. Come back to this moment, come to where I'm at, you know, looking up at the sky is a great way too. You're outside, just look up. Okay, all right, I'm here right now. You know what I'm saying? It's like like little mindful tools like that. And um, you give meditation classes, right? Yeah, yeah. So when it comes to like in, intertwining mindfulness with meditation, um, it's literally the artist sitting still and learning to be present. Let me ask you, um, before you go forward, mm -hmm. I've always thought that, well, okay, I've seen meditation from my perspective two different ways. Um, one way, uh, I was kind of, told like to you know let my thoughts go and just kind of be blank mm -hmm. and so I've done that sometimes but at times it's hard to kind of like bar the thoughts the only time really where I'm able to do that and not really have any thoughts is if I have like some um environmental sounds going on right, or if right. I'm outside yeah. you know and the birds are chirping yeah. and everything like that or if I'm inside then yeah. I'll you know I'll put the sounds on but yeah. um but then at the same time um I've also felt as though that at times when I do meditate, a lot of times I like to let my thoughts flow. And I like to kind of, you know, let them come, you know, I'll, you know, exactly. I'll wrestle them back and forth. And then, right. you know, boom, they're gone. Exactly. Um, what do you think about that? Like, should meditation be where, okay, you're there and, you know, you don't 
have your thoughts or are you supposed to go through yeah. your thoughts? Yeah, there's so many different styles of meditations that you can do. Like um, like you said, like you let your thoughts run, all of a sudden, boom, then they're gone. Right? Yeah. So the point of meditation it isn't it isn't to find just let just your thoughts be silent, you know, just to make your mind stop, you know, because the thing is we don't control our thoughts. Thinking is something that happens to us naturally. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't control that. It's going to happen whether we want it to or not. You know, the thing is, the key is not to sit there and wrestle with your mind and say, oh, why can't I be quiet? Why can't I be quiet? Oh, why do I need this? You know, I can't sit still. You know what I'm saying? Right. The key is not to do that. The key is to let them run and discover the silence in between the spaces. You see what I'm saying? Like, let your mind run. Right, you notice whenever it kept running, mm -hmm. right? You let your thoughts kind of like go on, go on, go on, but then all of a sudden they're gone. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Let them come and just look at them, watch them pass. You know, the key is to be aware of the thought. You know, let your thoughts come and look at the thought. Look at it from an observer perspective. Take a step back and then detach from the thought, though. What does that thought mean to you? You know, what is this thought here? And, you know, it's like just you a break thought. It down. Yeah, yeah, it's just a thought that's here. And then you know what? It's going to go just like a cloud in the sky. It's going to float on by. And all of a sudden, you're going to be looking at blue blue sky, right? Yep. And then another cloud's going to come, you know? Just look at the cloud like you're on the ground. Like, oh, cool. That's a cool-shaped cloud, you know? I'm like, oh, I never thought of that that way. And on. then it just passes on, you that's know? That's and then that silence in between is the blue sky. You see what I'm saying? That's a fact. So you literally just sit there. That's a good way to visualize it. Yeah. That's a good yeah. way to visualize it. Yeah, and it's just like you literally just let the thoughts pass. And there's so many different types of meditation where, yeah, like having sound, you know, Sound is an anchor for you to always come back to the present moment. So your thoughts start getting crazy. You start, say you look at that cloud and you're like, damn, I want to go and jump on that cloud. And then you get all intertwined in the cloud and it gets all foggy. You can't see anything, right? Sound, you're like, oh, wait, let me just come back to that noise of the birds. It brings you right back down. You know what I'm saying? To where you're, oh, okay, now I can see the cloud again. It's going to keep on. Not still there. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? So like doing that, sound is a, is a great anchor. Breath is a great anchor. You know, if you're ever... In the space where it's like, are you talking about like breath work? Yeah, like like breath work, but even just simple. I've breathing. heard of some like different like, because I've never done breath work. Yeah, but um, there's one guy I used to work with. Mm -hmm. He would tell me, you know, about his experience with breath works, yeah. and he was just saying how uh, how traumatizing. Yeah, it is because of the 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 thoughts and emotions that the breath work brings. Um, is is that something across the board, like for yeah, everybody, or is that? It's not even. It's not even traumatizing. What it is is your body is releasing everything that you've been trying to hold in, and suppress. So breath work is breathing in. It's allowing your body to get oxygen in another way that you don't allow it to, or that you don't know how to, right? So that's why there's so many teachers of breath work because once you learn the proper way to breathe, through your diaphragm into your chest that goes up through your head, and then you exhale that, like. That allows way more chemicals to be going on in your brain, right? In your cells all the way across your body. So and that, that brings more more thoughts to you, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. Well, no, yes and no. It kind of depends on, like, the person. And then as you start doing it, you get to a space where it's like there's no thought whatsoever. And then you're just sitting there in stillness. You know mm. what I'm saying? Right? So breath work, what it does is a way for your body to inhale more oxygen, right? In a cleansing way, the oxygen works for you. Right. So what happens is from getting 
all the oxygen, right? After doing that a few times, you start to get lightheaded, right? Start to feel tingling. You're like, oh, yeah, what's going on? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right? That's just a natural reaction from your body getting that oxygen, right? So then you do breath work a few times, then your body's becoming so open and so aware yeah. that you can't, you're, you mentally can't close it anymore because your mind is open now. Your body's open to so much more other than you. So. And is that, is that what kind of he was getting to? Because, um, the guy who I was talking about, he was sharing with me that he had, you know, issues with his uh, with his parents and everything, with his wife, and so those those were the thoughts, you know, that would come back and that would rush back. Exactly. And yeah. so, does that make sense though? That yeah. like you would have like those. Yeah, absolutely, because your body is the reason why we don't know how to breathe correctly, because our body is fighting the same control. Our mind is fighting the same control. Let me say that. Our mind always wants to be in control of everything. You start breathing, you start coming into the body, and you open up the body in a way that's never been opened up before. So then all those things that are unhealed, that you've been suppressing into your body, into your mind, you can't stop it anymore. Because now your body is opening up, it's becoming breath, it's becoming the flow. You start to feel that flow of life flowing through you, right? Mm -hmm. So then you become more than just your mind. Your mind is in your body now, it's in your heart now. And then all that opens up and releases everything that you try to suppress in your life before. So then that's why, like, a lot of times people feel those overwhelming emotions mm -hmm. because they're like, oh, God, what's going on? Like, I got like I got all this trauma that I've been facing that I don't know how to let it out, but then you're breathing. You're going through, you got someone there teaching you to breathe, going through that breath work, following along, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, fuck, now I just can't stop crying. You know what I'm saying? Because your always, body yeah. is like purging. Your body's purging all of that stuff that you held in for so long. You know what I mean? Which is why afterwards people get that overwhelming bliss. It's like, that was so amazing. Like, oh my God, they feel way lighter, right? Because it's our thoughts. It's those things that we suppress that keep us weighted, keep us and then it's so like heavy. And finally address those thoughts, then okay, now you exactly. can move on with it. Exactly, yeah. And it's so it's like so much healing that goes on with it. Um, and like I was saying with meditation, breathing, even just simple breathing in and out, is a great way to have an anchor to always come back to into the present moment. And so I always start off my meditations with breath work so then people can release their force to release, right? And then once their body is open, then we go into the meditation, you know, because now those limiting thoughts aren't there anymore. Doing, um, doing the meditations that you lead, do you, um, do you broadcast them um, online or is this something that yeah. somebody would have to come to you in person yeah. to do? Yeah, so I'm... I, have someone online if you go to Insight Timer. Also on my website, um, G People's Abundance, where all my music is. There's also, if you go to another page that has my meditations, tells you some about my classes. Um, and then I have, like, guided meditations on there. So, like, I have guided meditations on my website and then on the Insight Timer as well. Um, but I, those were kind of more older ones whenever I was first learning how to like do guided meditations correctly mm -hmm. um, at least audio wise and so I've kind of gotten to a place where like now that I have my classes going I've only been doing them in classes and experimenting with different types of meditation each time um, so now I'm just kind of like now that I'm in the flow of that it's like okay now I can go back and start putting more online you know what I mean um, so yeah there's definitely some online that you can go and see can somebody but, catch you live like when you're you know yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you can tune in. I have, uh, we call it Soulful Sunday class um, in, in Santa Monica. So if anyone follows me on Instagram um, at G underscore peoples, you can message me 
say you want to come to a class and then I will share the link of the class with you. You can pull up whenever um, and then you can come and see that live, you know, um, but I also um, we're going to start having Zoom calls for those same classes. You know, I have a co-host, um, a beautiful co-host, beautiful soul um, who I love so much. I knew she'd be perfect for what I was trying to do here in L.A. And ever since we met each other, we've just kind of contributed to each other's growth. But she's an astrologist. And so she hosts uh, my classes with me. So we kind of have an astrology-infused meditation slash goal-setting type thing. You know what I mean? Um, neither. Yeah. Neither. Yeah, neither. Yeah. And um, there's some more that I want to ask about that because um, I've actually, you know, done a lot of uh, reading into um, spirituality, um, a couple of different religions. Um, see, you got the Bible right here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a lot more in-depth that I want to go in on this topic, yeah, but yeah. on this episode, you yeah. know, just for time, I can't, but sometime in the future, we'll, we'll have we got to have another one because yeah, it's a lot, bro, that. that like, um, I've been reading in the Bible, mm -hmm. um, that I've read, um, cause you've heard of the, uh, of the, uh, chart of consciousness, right? Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. So like reading up on that, um, have you ever heard of a book called power versus force? Mm -hmm. I don't think I have, by who? Dr. Char uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to give credit to the wrong person, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'll show it to you. Yeah. Um, but man, um, we'll get on that on another time. But um, real quick, a new walk on life. Um, your nonprofit is that still going on, or is yeah. what oh, is man. that? Yeah, man. Oh, <laughs> you done way deep for that one now. <laughs> uh, so that one, so that was a nonprofit that my uh, my stepdad always wanted to create. Um, since he was like a younger kid, he really wanted to basically just give back to the community. So a new walk on life comes from in Dallas. Um, yeah, in Dallas. So he what he does is get shoes from people, you know, um, people who ever wants to donate shoes because, you know, we all got shoes in our closets that we just don't wear no more. You know, mm -hmm. um, so people donate nice shoes. Um, he wants to fix them up and basically not even resell them, but give them back to the community. People who need them, kids who need them. Um, even like my stepbrother, he's a, he's a coach at a high school. And, you know, people come in, um, and he was telling me a story about a kid who, like, he was getting, like, just barred up every day for his shoes or something like that, you know. So he right. went and bought him a pair of shoes. So that way they couldn't even dog on him no more, you know. So things like that, you know, because so many people face that, the same thing. You know, everyone, really? loves, everyone loves a good shoe game, you know, but not everyone can afford a good shoe game. You know That's what I'm saying? Fair. That's so, like, and everyone wants to walk. You know I mean, we... In L.A., we're walking everywhere, right? You know what I'm saying? Everybody in New shoes. York, yeah, I'm saying. Everybody, shoes. everybody needs shoes. and need, They need shoes that makes them feel good about themselves. They need shoes that are comfortable. So really, like, a new walk on life is a way for us to get shoes, remake them, and then give them back to community. That's you know, awesome, people, bro. People that's, that's, yeah. that's a real good thing that y'all are doing. Yeah. And, um, if somebody listening wants to send some shoes out there, um, if they're not in Dallas. Can yeah. they do that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, I don't want to put my addresses out there, but like, yeah, just contact me and I'll send you um, an address to do that. Um, we haven't like, we, since I've moved, we haven't really kept up with it. I will say that. Um, but it is something that we always are mm -hmm. pointing our attention towards and that we want to come back to, um, even just at a better stage in life whenever we have more time and more Absolutely. resources Absolutely. to do that. You know Absolutely. What I'm saying? So, Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to send y'all some shoes. Yeah, I'll be having please, shoes too. Please do. Um, please do. Real quick, uh, YSTV, uh, the podcast. Yeah. Um, what is that podcast about? Oh, man. So that podcast, so 
Um, it's not going anymore, even though we, we keep thinking about starting it up again. But um, we, me and my bro both got so many different um, things that we, we're dipping our foot in currently. So it's, uh, it's definitely going to make a comeback. So um, that was just a podcast that me and my brother made. My brother's a um, fashion model out here, um, supermodel. And, um, What's his name? Calvin. Calvin. Yeah, Calvin Thomas. You can find him on Instagram at I am underscore Calvin. Uh, two underscores and I think three ends on on Calvin. Okay. But, um, um, yeah, super. Yeah, I mean, he's just a just a fucking personality all the way around. Like yeah. you can hear me. I'm calm. He's the hype one. You know what I'm saying? And I'll say, because I met his brother. His brother, cool. Yeah, I love, yeah. Love you, bro. Yeah, love you. Yeah, love yeah, you, man. Love you, man. I mean, he, he knows how to come into the room and make everybody's head turns toward him. Definitely. You know? Definitely. You definitely. Know? Yeah, My guy ain't got no problem with that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He can man. make anybody laugh. So, like, the podcast was ended up being our way to kind of interview other creatives in our area. Like, we were interviewing models. We were interviewing entrepreneurs were in interviewing all sorts of creatives, people who were just making their own jewelry, just making their own brands, things like that. Um, and just a way for them to tell them tell them tell tell their story um, to the world, you know, and um, yeah, help them help them grow in any way we can and vice versa. Uh, and it was it was really good. It was pretty successful too. We just um, we really it just wasn't in alignment at the time. Um, just the place we were recording at and just a lot of things with life going on, you know. Uh, and life so, happens. Yeah, exactly. Life so happens. we moved out here and we still, you know, we that's something for us to maybe come back to too in the, in the future. But um, for now, it's just, I mean, anytime you see us together, you'll you'll get that podcast coming to life pretty much it, for your eyes. Is it still up? Like for people to listen to now, yeah, take it down. Yeah, yeah, you can still find it. Um, there's like, what, 15, 16 episodes right now. Um, they're all super influential Super nice episodes. Um, Where can they find it if they want to listen? Go to Apple Podcasts, really Spotify, pretty much anything. You can okay, go okay, okay. and listen to that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know I've had you on here um, for a while, so I'm going to go ahead and um, and wrap it up. I'm just asking you a couple last questions. Yeah. You can wrap it up. Um, what's your favorite movie of all time? Sheesh. Um, it's got to be either Avatar uh-huh. Like like the blue people avatar, James Cameron's avatar. Um, I've always been a fan of that and the immersive world that that he was able to bring to life with that sci-fi. Um, or I mean, say either either Fast and Furious, Too Fast and Furious, uh, Paul Walker, Tyrese, um, or it gotta be a Will Smith movie like I Am Legend or Bad Boys or some shit. Cause yeah, I'm a big Will Smith fan. Bad Boys is my shit. Yeah, I, I love that movie. <laughs> Mike Lowry. <laughs> How old is you? Fifteen. Shit, nigga, you at least thirty. This is Mike. Did you fight? Oh, you motherfucker, you can't fight. If you could go back and tell your younger self anything, yeah, what would it be? It'd be. Don't limit yourself. Don't doubt yourself. Just go for it. Just go for it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, don't hold back. Just put it all out there. You never know what's going to come of it. I feel the same way, bro, because yeah. for a long time, yeah. you know, as a youngster, yeah. I was always kind of afraid to, you know, be myself. Yeah. Because at times when I would, you know, at times I would yeah. get in trouble. So right. that was always, you know, like a block for me. Um, lastly, what is the most important single word in your life? Most important single word yep. in my life. So something that you always go, go to. Um, for me, um, 
Well, I'll let you answer first, yeah. and then I'll give you mine. Um, it kind of varies all the time, you know. Um, goes back and forth. Um, like, every day, you know, I meditate every single day. So, um, any type of, like, affirmation that I have always comes up. Like, I, and I have so many. Um, like I said, I've always been writer. So, just one that sticks with me is um, abundance. That's, like, my number one that comes to me every time I'm meditating. I always um, think of abundance, always try to embody abundance because it's infinite, you know, um, but also miracle. Um, that's something that the word miracle has been highlighted over the last year of my life like crazy because the simple fact of, um, I don't know, if, if you ever heard of A Course in Miracles, it's a very spiritual text, okay. um, very spiritual book. Um, I haven't read it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very, it's super, so so much depth in that book. It's very nice. I think if you like you like the Bible, you should read that too. Okay. Um, but so basically miracles are just literally anything that can happen, you know, that you just wouldn't expect. And so uh, once I really started to have the affirmation of I just attract miracles, you know, I just attract miracles, right? Miracles show up in the form of opportunities. They show up in the form of presence. You know, they show up in the form of like you're here and just feeling joy. You know, yeah. you never know like you, like just people in your life. You're meeting a certain person. That's just like a miracle in your life now. You know what I'm saying? Like anything can be a miracle. Um, it's just how you look at it. So I kind of just started saying like I attract miracles, and every day I meet someone that's going to take me to the next step. You know, every day I get a new opportunity. Every day I feel differently about where I'm headed, you know, things like that. And it just keeps on evolving more and more and more. So I definitely say abundance is something. Um, attracting miracles is something. I got so many affirmations. I can spill them all right now. Absolutely, bro. <laughs> like, um, uh, I was just, um, my one word, man, yeah. is uh, is faith. Yeah. I try to um, hold that in mind all the time, man. And it'll be like the littlest situation that I'm going through. But, like, I always have to remind myself, you know, Hold your faith. Hold your faith. You know, if you, you know, if you know that you can, you know, then do, you know, and hold exactly. your faith. So exactly. faith is one that always, um, always sticks with me. Yeah. I think that just about does it for this episode. Um, man, you the truth, bro. Um, Thank you man. have a gift. Please continue to share it. Continue yeah. to, you know, um, put, you know, put your work and your, and your effort into it, man. Um, and straight I can't up, wait man. to hear, you know, more of your music. Um, straight up. Straight up. I just want to see it, you know, all happen, man, because, hey, uh, hey I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. At Thank this you, point. dog. Thank you, dog. Um, but before we go, is there anything, you know, that you want to leave the people with? Before yeah. We, uh... I mean, first off, I'm just honored to be here for sure, bro. So, so thank you for even just allowing me the space to even just share this, you know, share my story a little bit, share my creativity. Oh, yeah, I appreciate share, it. Share just all about myself, you know, a little bit, you know, because I don't like that. I don't talk about myself a lot, but I um, enjoy whenever I have this space. I love to be able to, to share and kind of give people with the gift that just keeps on giving, you know. So um, anybody that's out there, you know, whether you're creative, whether you're um, just an entrepreneur, whether you're working a nine to five, like whatever it is that you do, um, just follow that, you know, follow that curiosity, follow your curiosity that's in your heart, you know, because we've always been curious about, hmm, what if I had this, you know, what if I did this, you know, take those things, you know, I literally, like now I am a meditation coach, I'm a personal trainer, um, I got my own meditation classes, 
in Santa Monica and a whole online platform that I'm building right now with my co-host. I'm a personal trainer outside and inside of Equinox, you know. I, I'm a musician, you know, and I'm a poet that's working on my fourth book right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if I didn't go so many different directions, I would never be able to be here right now with four different streams of income coming in. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I haven't even made it yet. Make some noise for that. All these different things make, can make you money. You know, you're, you're an entrepreneur. You're like, there's so many avenues. Think about the world nowadays. Like, there's no fucking limits to anything that you want to do in the world. There's so much things that you can do. You can literally make money doing anything nowadays. Especially you know? with the internet, Especially man. Everything with the is internet. online anyway. Yeah, exactly. So literally, like, be curious and don't be afraid. People think that you got to stick with one thing or that you can't do something just because um, you haven't seen it done yet. No, fuck that. Just fucking try it because you never know. Like, I did real estate before. I did, um, I, I mean, I still serve and bartend to manage, but, like, I was in the restaurant industry for a long time. I did fucking, I was in the medical industry for a long time, you know. I had so many jobs coming up in my whole lifetime, you know. And the thing is, if I didn't go and try those things, I wouldn't have near as many tools. Because every job that you're at, whether you like it or not, you can gain something out of it, you know. Um, whether you're doing something that uh, you don't necessarily see yourself doing all your whole life, there's so many tools that you gain just from meeting people there. You know what I'm saying? You never Absolutely. know who you're going to meet to take you to that next level. And there's so, there's just like the world is infinite. There's so much abundance and infinite magic and miracles out in the world, you know, that we kind of limit ourselves from. So if you just take that time and like follow wherever your heart belongs. That's why my, my album is called, my very first album is called Wherever I May Go because it was a quote that I kind of came up with as I was writing my poetry, just wherever I may go, I pray my heart paves the road. Um, and so like whenever I'm making my like official, I'm, up there, that sequence to that album is um, I Pray My Heart Pays Road, you know? That's going to be way down the line, you know? But the thing is, like, follow your heart wherever it is. We always get little nudges in between our days of, like, damn, I've always wanted to do this, you know? But we're on social media and think that we can't do it, mm -hmm. you know? Like, um, just because you're not that person that's already doing it. No, there's so many... Exactly. Yeah. There's so many people doing the same thing all across the world right? Don't let that stop you because how you present it to the world is going to be received way differently by so many people because it's coming through you, which means it's authentically you, you know? Let yourself be authentic. Let yourself shine your heart and follow your heart and then it'll lead you to, you know, so many different things that you never thought were possible. All you got to do is take that step and do it, you know? And then even whenever times get hard, Come back to God. Come back to that faith. You know, come back to source and just know that you're always being guided. Just surrender to the moment. Trust and know that everything that you want in your life is here for you already. You just got to open yourself to it. You got to be aware of it. And then you just got to take that next step. Take those you steps. Know? Hey, Straight man. Thank you. Yeah, bro. Thank you, G. Straight Thank up, you. Bro. I appreciate Thank it, man. You, man. Thank you, man. This is going to be about a wrap on um, episode 18. I appreciate you. If you made it to the end, thank you so much. And I'll see you next time on episode 19. I love you all. Peace. Damn,